back to Brian's Beat. Join the show by calling 508-996-0500. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Didn't he used to do uh, Sugar Smacks, commercials, Quick Draw, McGraw, and then he was also, what was that other one? Um, oh, he, he played another cartoon. Uh, reminded me of the Frito Bandito, but it wasn't quite like that. Hour two of Brian's Beat. Glad to have you along for the ride. We talked a lot today about cell phones and landlines. Something I put up on on my Facebook yesterday, basically trying to find out if people have broken away from from a landline and, and are only using a cell phone in the house. Or and, and I'm sure there are people that don't want cell phones at all. I think what we have is a is probably a, a mix had a caller earlier who has a Verizon line because she wants one just in case. Isn't that the reason why people went out and got the the cell phone? I remember I used to sell cell phones in 1998 and 1999. And people were buying cell phones as an emergency. I, I remember folks coming up and saying, well, in case my daughter's car breaks down, I want her to be able to get a hold of me. Well, think about that. All the years before, nobody really worried about it. Yeah, I'm sure in the back of your head, you were worried about a car breaking down. But folks were only going to get the cell phone for an emergency. And we had emergency plans. We had all kinds of, of cell phone plans, and there used to be roaming charges and and stuff like that. But did you ever think, going back to 1998 and 1999, that the cell phone would replace your landline? I'm not sure that we even had voice over internet protocol at that particular time. Uh, technology has really changed. A, a, a woman just sent in, I think it was a woman, please pardon me if I'm wrong, uh, about when, you know what, instead of me trying to guess, why don't I just take a look? Let's see. No name but Marion. Uh this conversation reminds me about our landing in Rochester in the 50s, which was a party line. Our ring was one long and two short. I don't remember anything <laughs> like a party line. But uh, at any rate, that, that's what she remembers. 
Denise tells me we still have one landline and a cordless portable phones uh, for the rest of our, our house and also a cell phone. Uh, she says a real phone may come in handy if power is out. We are old and traditional. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know that you have to be traditional to want to keep a to want to keep a, a landline. Jan got rid of landline after my husband passed. He wouldn't use his cell phone. Insisted we keep the landline. Is that the way it is in in many homes? It's one person that wants to keep that landline. The other one is is ready to cut the umbilical cord. 508-996-0500. Hello. Landline to Brian. Are you there? Brian is here. Hello. I, I, I prefer would, the orange juice uh, containers with the string. <laughs> I would. I have a cell phone, which I hardly use because I have a problem with them. When I put them near my ear, it hurts. It, it feels like somebody's sticking a needle inside my ear. Ooh. It gets overheated, and if you read the the, the uh, directions and everything, it mentions that sometimes it draws, especially when it had the little antenna at the top of the cell phone, it would just bother me, and I just can't use it. So, so why do you, you keep one go. basically for emergencies? Is that, is that what I'm getting out of this? Mm, I, I really have it. My brother gets mad because I, I drive without it, but... Um, I just can't use it. Hmm. You know, I I find it hard to to get along without it. And you're right there there are the inherent dangers, the radiation, all all those different things that we hear about it. Next thing you I'm going to grow a third ear or something like that. Yes, but I I would love to, but I I can't join the the uh, advanced race, I guess. So, what about a headset? I've I've uh, tried that little earphone thing that you connect, but it, it's too inconvenient and cumbersome. I'd rather just stay and use my cell phone, uh, my landline. Well, that's it fine in the works. house, but when you go out of the house, I I'm I'm off of the grid. I guess no one knows where I am. But, Wait, but you what, know, is that, um, what does that mean? <laughs> Well, they don't know where I am. It seems like uh, these cell phones are almost like the clips they put on an animal, and they know exactly where you are. That's true. Yeah, there, 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 there are chips in the cell phones. They can find you almost any. Even when you turn it off, they can find it. Find you. Yes, that DA, um, the one that's having problems with the the courthouse with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They took forensics off his phone. And they knew exactly where he was, that he was in her house. So it shows you they can really do a lot with a cell phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking of that whole situation. Why, why are they even trying to get around that? They, they know they're bagged in Baghdad. But I hear you. I mean, so then, then why not just get rid of it if you're not going to use it? It's just another bill. Well, the but the um, I have a track phone, so that's kind of like free because if you don't use it, it just keeps going on. It's it's the cheapest of all cell phones. 
Might as well go out and get it. An Obama phone. (sighs) (laughs) Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. 508-996-0500. Hello. Hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. How are you? I I just want to say my son gave me a cell phone. I keep it at home, and I use it like to get on a computer and, and everything. It only costs me thirty seven dollars a month. But I do have a home phone, which it's the same number that we our first five digit number that we got when we got rid of party lines and the one ring. And I remember when we used to pick up the phone, the operator was there. And you would have to tell them who you were calling. Hmm. We were connected to the people down the street, and they were always on the phone. But I was a kid, so it didn't bother me. You know, you, you're, you're reminding me of Mayberry and uh, Hooterville. Well, I live in Fairhaven, and that's how it was then. Wow. It was a new invention. <laughs> but I still have the same phone number. I'm like, oh, my God. Who am I going to give it to when I die? We have to keep it in the family. So when when you say five numbers, so I I guess at a particular time all the exchanges started nine nine around here. No, it was it just dialed the five five numbers, and then we called it Wyman, which was a nine nine. We say Wyman three three six six two, but it's now it's nine nine three three six six two for me. But we used to just dial three three six six two. And when I got a little older, I called Metapoison, and you only had to call the four numbers because they were all 758. So you just called the last four numbers. But you had to be in Metapoison to do that. It was a lot easier. I have to dial 10, 11 numbers, whatever it is. Well, I know, isn't it? I, I mean, I found out the other day I was dialing 11 numbers. Woman friend said, no, you only need to do 10. I don't know. But I leave my cell phone at home. I never bring it with me because they do follow you, and it does emit radiation. So I bought a safe sleeve for it, which kind of contains much of the radiation. It's like a Faraday cover for a phone. Nowadays, if you try doing that and you are a working stiff and you don't have that phone, you could get fired. I was a police officer. I didn't have a, a cell phone or a beeper. Everybody got a beeper. I was the only one that ever got a beeper or a cell phone. I thought beepers were for drug dealers. No, we had them for the, oh, well, police officers had them in the beginning. Well, regular people had them, too. That way you'd get a message, that, like a number, and then you'd just call them up. Doctors used to have beepers all the time, too. Yeah, I guess yeah, they still do. Thing. I He's- wasn't a doctor. Kind of. I knew CPR. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, important things, that's for sure. Thank you much. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. 508-996-0500 to get on to Brian's Beat today. The saga of the landline and the cell phone. As I go down that particular road, you probably know this better than me. When you drive down a road, it's very difficult to find a telephone booth. And I mean the real booth where you would walk in, like get smart. You'd walk into the booth and actually close the um, accordion door behind you. You never see those anymore. Every once in a while you'll see 
the shell of of a payphone and nothing to cover you in case it's it's raining outside. Those are few and far between. Why? Because they have been replaced by the cell phone. And now people, instead of asking you for a dime or a quarter or 50 cents so they can make a phone call, they ask, can I use your phone? I don't know if you got some kind of disease. I don't want you touching my phone. Just kidding. You know, depends on who the person is. But by and large, I, I'm I'm leery when somebody wants to use my phone. 508-996-0500. Oh, so in Dartmouth. Funny, we just had a a police officer talking to us. In Dartmouth, they have crossing guards at a couple of the schools. And I'm I'm saying Dartmouth, I know. New Bedford and Fairhaven and all all the communities have crossing guards. I brought up earlier in my day uh, at the schools, the crossing guards were kids. The older kids in, in, you know, back when sixth grade was a part of elementary school. And maybe... Maybe because a couple of years after I left elementary school, kindergarten kids started coming into the school and it was kindergarten through five, then six through eight, and then nine through 12 for a school. And, and maybe the school system figured that fifth graders were too young to be to be crossing guards. I, I don't know. But now what happens is grown-ups are the crossing guards. And I assume, don't know this for sure, I but I'm assuming since they have to go through the police department, they may be civilians, but they go through the police department, that they get paid. So therein is another expense. The town of Dartmouth is seeking two crossing guards. If you live in Dartmouth and you're listening to me, maybe it's maybe it's the kind of job that you want to, something in between to to kill a couple of hours, make a, a little extra do re mi, whatever the case may be. But my point is, you try to find. A solution that the the problem, my take on it is, the problem is the kids going to school. I, I I guess there's a feeling if there's no crossing guard, that the kids won't look both ways before crossing the street. That I can consider to be a legitimate reason for a crossing guard, not necessarily. A reason to have an adult do it, but a, a reason for a crossing guard. But if you're the parent and you are worried like that, wouldn't you just take the time or figure out a way to get your child to school and from school? It seems to me 
we try to take more and more off the shoulders of of parents. And while it it may seem nice, there's an expense to it. And if you are elderly, living on a fixed income, and everything else around you is going up, 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 but not your social security, or not enough, not your pension, or not enough, and now you're hit with, well, we need more crossing guards. I don't want to make light of it, but every penny counts one way or the other. And so we have two intersections in in Dartmouth along Hawthorne at Brownell and Hawthorne and Slocum. Fairly busy inter- interchanges. I, I don't want to make it sound like they don't get a lot of traffic. They are high volume traffic area, especially, especially Slocum and Hawthorne. And that's where the middle school is located. But they need crossing guards for, for middle school kids, sixth graders who are 11 years old, seventh graders who are 12 years old, and eighth graders who are 13 years old. I would love to believe that at that particular age, these kids know how to look left, right, up, down, back, and forth before crossing a street. What's happening now, since the, the crossing guards, you know, the school starts up again on Monday. The bus routes, shouldn't say the routes, the routes are still the same. But if you live a mile and a half away from the middle school or, or in that vicinity, excuse me, I guess it's a mile now, you're going to be able to get the bus. So that means the bus is going to make more stops, which invariably means that the bus is going to eat up more diesel. It's going to cost money somewhere, somehow. By the way, if you notice, many of these buses are fairly empty. Take a look. Take a look. At the elementary level, If you are a half mile away, you're going to be able to get a bus. If you're that worried, mom, if you're that worried, dad, if you're that worried, guardian, get your child to school. Make it a point. You know, you get these waivers Oh, we need a waiver because we don't have a crossing guard. So it's almost like the world is coming to an end because there's no crossing guard. Or maybe take the crossing guard from a less congested area and put them at that interchange. Jockey, jockey some positions. Of course, that's not going to happen. Of course it won't happen. I I just wonder at what particular time are we going to be able to say that these kids 
can really start to grow up and expand on their own. You remember the other day we were talking, um, uh, got a, a caller who was up by Lake Winnipesaukee watching some youth hockey on, on a pond lake. You look around, I've you know, this winter is like last winter where I guess we've had a couple of winters that are exceptions to the rule. But even on the coldest winters, go back to 2015, where we had a lot of snow and that snow didn't go away because it remained cold. We still didn't have kids outside skating on ponds and, and rivers and lakes, even though they were, you know, thicker than than the ice that you get at the ice at the uh, ice tray. It's unbelievable. I, I guess, you know, and, and again, to each their own, uh, going out on a pond or a lake is different than crossing over a regular street. But we we are relying on government. I can go back to the story that we had during during hour number one, where we were talking about this whole thing dealing with the New Bedford Charter and the recall process. You can let the city council vote yay, and and then the home rule petition moves forward, and the mayor's plan uh, likewise moves forward. Or you can say, hey, this is the way we want it done. Whether it, it could mirror, it could mirror the plan that the mayor has already put out there. But you, the people, made the decision. People don't want to make decisions anymore. They're, they're, they're afraid to ruffle feathers. And when you're afraid to ruffle feathers... Look what happens. And I throw this in there. I don't have the sheet in front of me. We can talk more about it after the break. But it seems that Diamond, which is the Vogue for Freetown and I believe Berkeley, don't quote me on the Berkeley, and Fall River, Somerset, that they're going to be adding a school-based health clinic to the school. The Massachusetts Family Institute has written extensively about these school-based health clinics. What really caught my eye as I was reading the story is New Bedford High School is slated to get one. And the, the big selling point, the big selling point is the fact that students at New Bedford High School, same with students at Diamond, they're going to be able to get all kinds of health services and it's not going to cost any money. You know, and I know somebody is going to pay for this down the road. If you're a taxpayer, can you raise your hand? Okay. And of course, the parents will have to sign a consent form. What I found out from the Massachusetts Family Institute 
is that these school-based health clinics, and there are several already in the Commonwealth, these clinics also lead students to abortion services and gender identity change organizations without parental consent. Oh, excuse me. If you signed that consent form thinking that it was just going to be for routine, oh, Johnny's got a headache, maybe give him an aspirin, something like that. That consent form consents to a lot more. And you can find this story, Fall Rivers Diamond Voke getting school-based health care center. You can find the story at WBSM.com. I'm just going to move down several paragraphs. Mayor John Mitchell said back in 2022 that the New Bedford High Health Care Center would be built using two sets of federal funds and that it is something that's not going to cost us anything to establish. I, 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 I like the, the verbiage used here. Not going to cost us anything to establish. To me, establish means, all right, so the process of building this out won't cost anything. But what about the cost of maintaining it? The cost of maintaining, you know, everyday services. Uh, who's going to be doing the, the, the doctoring and the nursing and the psychological stuff that goes on? Who is going to pay for that? You know the old saying, money doesn't grow on trees unless it's at a government tree. So... Mary Ellen Siegler posted this story at Massachusetts Family Institute. I asked her about this because she has been following the school-based health care centers for, for quite some time. This is what she wrote. The rules governing school-based health care centers in Massachusetts state that they must provide a comprehensive range of services that include reproductive health services such as gynecological exams, diagnosis, and treatment for STIs, family planning health education and services, code for birth control and abortion, and more. Now, as a parent, grandparent, Some of these things, don't you think that you should know about before your child goes with some stranger for some of these exams? Just a thought. So, the same is true for mental health services such as uh, students are referred to a continuum of mental health services including prescription drugs. The rules also state that for services not provided on site, student-based health centers must arrange for the provision of such services off-site. 
This means an SBHC staff member may drive a student off campus to receive risky medical treatments during the school day and their parents may never know about it. This is uh, this is a little daunting. At least to me it is. Your thoughts? 508-996-0500. Should, should this happen like that? A little bit more here. According to Mary Ellen Siegler, referring minors for life-altering medical and psychological interventions without the involvement of their parents puts children at risk. For example, a mother in Maryland was furious to find out that her 16-year-old daughter's health issues were caused by a birth control implant inserted at the SBHC, student, excuse, school-based health center. The mother had no idea her daughter had received the implant. In another story in Seattle, a mother discovered that during school hours, her daughter was out in a taxi and brought for a secret abortion without parental notification. Your thoughts, 508-996-0500. Hello. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can. I just really wanted to say hi to you. And um, I don't want to hijack your call, but I, I your story, but I think that's absurd what's going on. I don't consider you hijacking anything. Say your piece. You're a mother. Oh, yeah, I think that's um, absurd what's going on. Oh, without a but doubt. I, but here again, I, I don't know how much of this Mayor Mitchell knows, but it's in the rules. And I would like to think that as mayor and being uh, an astute attorney, he's probably read some of the rules. To the best of my knowledge, his, his wife is a doctor. She probably read some of the rules, too. I mean, I, th- doesn't this... Can't you see not, something's going on here? I'm not too happy with him lately, anyway. Why? But then, I don't know. I'm just not happy with his performances. Okay, I mean, I don't know of anything improper that he's done, but... Uh, no, but I, he's not doing what I want to see done. But anyway, to make a long story short... Um, I, I, just to change the subject a little, I was watching um, yesterday. My friend brought me for a ride, and I was watching the, those big um, that he put the the wind project going out on. A, it was amazing to see how it was. Offshore wind. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing to see the big, big, big. What do you ever you call them? Um, blades. Going out. The blades. Not the, all of it, yeah. yeah. The, the whole thing was going out on it's a big giant rig, and there's tugboats involved, and there's the Coast Guard near it, and it's all going down there. If do you, do you know where Knuckleheads is? Yeah, you go by Knuckleheads and then go all the way out toward Blackmer Street and and head in uh, toward the water. That you you see where they're putting all these things together. Uh, it is it is math. They are massive. It's unbelievable. Woman friend and I actually sat out there one one afternoon just watching the blades and trying to figure out how long are they really? Yeah, 
And and you what what I saw yesterday was even more better than that because it was in the ocean. It was all going out. You know, it was ready to get put into the water. But it, they had to transport it out there, you know, but just to sit and watch them going, leaving, mm. it was unbelievable. You know, the waterfront, you, we, we shouldn't have problem with money here. That working waterfront is, there's so much money there and equipment and why do we have to pay such high taxes? I just don't get it. Yeah. They should they should be putting money in, in for us here with all the stuff they're doing. He's always saying, oh, this and that, and you know, it's, it's all... And it never seems all, to come to fruition. Yeah, it's all blowing wind. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> Offshore yeah, wind. Yeah, blowing wind. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I laughed. This isn't funny, but I cracked up when I heard it on the news. And I needed to laugh anyway, but I couldn't believe this. This is crazy. This world's gone bonkers. The one guy says to the other guy, they're um, roommates. If you tell me, if you say one more time to take out the garbage, I'm going to kill you. And he did. He killed the guy. He killed the roommates on the, it's on the social media. It's on the news on your station, ABC news. Oh, I, I, I believe you. Where did it happen? I don't know the town, but my girlfriend said that. I said, what'd the guy look like? Cause she said they showed a picture of the guy. She said he had dreadlocks and he was like laughing. Not anymore. Well, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know which one was which. <laughs> it was two guys. And I said, oh man, I was cracking up because I thought it was so funny, but it's not funny. No, it isn't I mean, funny. No, no, but it's funny the way that you hear it. It's like, what? <laughs> All right, right, thank you. I do appreciate it. Look it up, Brian. Put the Stooges on. Bye. Bye. Hello. 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 So, a school-based healthcare system. Center. I I heard you saying something about Mayor Mitchell. Now, where were they planning? Where is this being proposed? In New Bedford? Or at, in the well, the one that is supposed to open up next month is opening up at Diamond. I don't have the opening date for New Bedford High School. Meaning there is one opening at New Bedford, you just don't have the date? Correct. Wow. Now, the reason they're doing this, what are they, what are they um, saying? The reason well, is just the, to make it the convenient basic, for parents? The basic reason for getting these health centers up and running is because many students don't have a primary care physician for acute and and chronic uh, pain and illness. And so now they're going to add it on to the school. This isn't anything new. Uh, There are several here in the Commonwealth. uh, In California, they dot from top to bottom and other states. This is okay, this so is something California. that's getting new funding. That's what I'm talking about. Where is the process for people deciding whether they want this in the schools or not? You know, it's like, hey, this is what's happening, and guess who's paying for it? You again, you. Massachusetts has mass health. Most people that can't qualify for their own, you know, work related health care or buy private, they have mass health afforded to them. So it's not a matter of people don't have access to health care here. I don't oh, even I, know I, I'm not arguing with you. I, I, and I'm not aware I agree. of a new 
<laughs> new immigrants can get health care, but I do believe they also can have mass health. I'm not sure. But I'm saying, so where's the problem? This is just, ah, oh, parents that aren't paying attention are going to be like, yeah, that'll be easy for me. Just take care of everything over there. Well, my problem is that all of the services that these these health centers can offer right, Me- mental health services um, abort you know when I say they offer abortion services they may take you to a planned parenthood they may not actually do it right physically at the school but they they are they're going to be a transportation hub for this kind of stuff and the way I understand it and I do believe it because I run into this quite often out on the left coast is that they don't want parents and guardians to know what the heck is going on. Exactly. It's another form of government control as far as taxpayer funded government control. It's like we need you to go out there and work to the point where you're too busy to take your own kids to oversee their health care. And we're going to take care of everything. You Basically, they should just abduct the babies right out of the hospital when you deliver them because they want complete and total control. And I'm glad you're bringing this up because you don't hear this. You don't hear this out there for people to know what's happening. And people are going to go, oh, that'll be nice if they get hurt. Well, they can get taken care. They're not looking at the big picture. And I'm glad you're pointing this out because these are the ways we lose our children and therefore our society. We do not need more government control. We need way less. I tell you who wouldn't let this happen? Christy Nome, our next fight, uh, VP. This would not be happening in South Dakota, and it's madness what uh, Mass is allowing. Thanks, Brian. No Good problem. Weekend. Thank you for the call. 508-996-0500. That's how you get on the program. I'm Brian. The show's called Brian's Beat. Hey, Paul Santos is in today for Ken Pittman. I, I completely forgot Ken is, is doing a, a gig out in the Midwest. Uh, just to go back over, and you can see the story for yourself at WBSM.com. Fall Rivers Diamond Volk getting school-based health care center. That's the title. Last couple of paragraphs of the story. While the Diamond Health Center may be the first on the South Coast, New Bedford is looking to open a similar center at New Bedford High that would serve all New Bedford students. All New Bedford students. Mayor John Mitchell said back in 2022 that the New Bedford High Health Care Center would be built using, and here are the quotes, two sets of federal funds. And that it is Another set of quotes now, something that is not going to cost us anything to establish. Establish is one thing. Maintaining is another. 508-996-0500. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Brian? William and Wang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you establish it. Yeah, you can start it up. But in five years or in 10 years, when federal funds run out, either we're going to have to eliminate it or we're going to actually have to end up picking up the cost. Do you think it's going to get eliminated? Absolutely not. Just like every other government program, once it's established, it never goes away. Mm. And, 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 And I'm talking even for conservative people. Conservative people 
tend to end up liking these social programs because once it becomes ingrained in society, you become accustomed to it. It becomes part of your life. You become used to it. And when they eliminate it, guess what happens? It disrupts your life. So you don't want that. Nobody wants their life disrupted. You you know what you're talking about right there? Social security. 110%. That's exactly where I was going with this. So you have social security and Medicare, which was adamantly, adamantly opposed by conservatives back in the 30s. And progressives like FDR and all them, they pushed it through, whatever. And now, guess what? Guess what? Nobody can live without it. Nobody. And and you can ask any conservative, unless you're an actual traditional liberal like Ron Paul or anybody else, like a libertarian, ask anybody. Nobody wants to eliminate it. Nobody wants to eliminate it. You got that right. You got that right. And so... The, the actual, the, another reason why I called, the original reason why I actually perked up was, was sanctuary cities. This kind of rolls into it a little bit. Your sanctuary cities. I, I read somewhere there's a, there's a statute, federal statute, 1385 or 1373. 1373. It literally states that the, the cities and states cannot go against or, or obstruct immigration policy. It, is, it literally says that you have to communicate this and nothing's being done. No conservative group out there is pushing this envelope. And I don't understand why. You still don't. Un- I, I say say this not to pin it on you. You still yeah, don't no, get both sides. Know what they want to do. They, they A deal could have been struck a long time ago. To try to take care of the border and immigration. They don't want to because businesses want new flesh for work. Right. Right. No, I understand that. But if anybody's out there that's listening, and you can look it up too, federal statute 1373, you can read it for yourself. It's still on the books. This is literally, it specifically identifies sanctuary city policies that it's against federal law. All right. I'm going to leave you at that. I'm going to leave you at that because I want to get one in before I go. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Thank you for your patience. Hello. Good good morning, Brian. I know you're up against uh, the the top of the hour, but uh, I'm not surprised with uh, Mayor Mitchell. He's a globalist. He believes in the globalist tenants, climate change, depopulation, open borders. So when every time you hear women's health and children's health, that means it's code for abortions. That's what they want. They want to, to depopulate our communities because Margaret Sander, uh, um, Sanger of, of Family uh, Planned Parenthood said that only the elites and those with money could raise children. So yeah. why not a new Bedford? Get rid of all of these unwanted undesirables. And the mayor, since he's a big globalist, is on board with it. He's a puppet of the global elites and the United Nations. You think so, or do you, do you think that maybe he doesn't know all of this is tucked into into this uh, proposal? No, he's a very smart individual. Yes, he he's is. He's a big fan of uh, uh, Assistant General uh, Antonio Guterres, who says uh, bringing all the migrants into different countries, Europe and United States, that the public should do more, a.k.a. pay more taxes and bring them in. He says migrants and refugees is good to solve the world's problems. Gotcha. And, uh, hey, thanks much. I do appreciate it. And, and thank you for your calls today. Uh, great show. We will do it again next Saturday right here.